Hey, everybody, Mark Herman, a.k.a. L.A. Bengals fan on most of the major platforms. And I am joined here, as always, with Jake Circus from the Jake Circus podcast. And this is week 13's preview of Jungle Talk. Yeah. All right. So we're going to uh, do what we usually do. We're going to preview this week's game coming up, and it's a big one against Kansas City. And we'll talk about the things we're feeling good about, things we're not feeling good about, and then we'll give you our score prediction. Please feel free to put your predictions down in the comments. Uh, love to see the interaction. Um, and if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask. Um, just hit that subscribe button, hit the bell, and hit, help us out with the thumbs up. It helps us out with the algorithm on YouTube. So before we get started, Jake, tell them where they can find all your stuff. I know you do multiple podcasts, so tell them all about your stuff. Yeah, I've actually got some fun stuff planned. Um, today, I just released, I uh, had a good guest on. Uh, we talked about some college football championship weekend, but we did a, a full-on X's and O's dive in for the Bengals Chiefs game uh, that came out this morning. So that's that was pretty good. We kind of talked about really the evolution of the Bengals since last year, how they got better in the offseason, clearly because of the offensive line, but how they've adjusted during this season. They started slow, and now where they're sitting right now is one of – they're hitting their ceiling as one of the best offenses – in the NFL because of all the playmakers they have. And now the chase factor comes back, which is funny because we it, it's all coming full circle uh, because we were on the show five or six weeks ago and saying, let's just get chase back for the, the KC game. That's what we're going to target. Right, right. And now it's, it, it's, it's game week and, and you know, he's talking crap and Justin Reed, this fuck, this bomb comes in and says, I'm going to shut all these guys. Like, come on. Uh, yeah. It's funny. But yeah, so, that just came out today. I've got some some college football bowl game content coming out in the future, as well as uh, obviously the the weekly podcast that come out Monday and Wednesdays um, for the NFL. Hey, well, what did you? Where did you see SC? Because I'm an SC guy. So I am. I'm also an SC guy. Um, I uh, I I hope they beat Utah. I really do. Yeah. It's a it's gonna be a, another tough game, you know. But yeah, they, they they went to Salt Lake and almost and should have won, uh, and that's their only loss by one point all year. Right. We'll see. On the last play of the game. So I always like this time of year when like the the revenge factor comes into play. Uh, it's always one of my favorite angles in sports. And USC obviously has ridiculous revenge because uh, Utah's their only loss so far. Yeah. And that wasn't even planned. But what a great segue into the things I'm not feeling good about. And what I'm not feeling good about is the fact that we swept these guys last year. So if this is Andy Reid, this is Patrick Mahomes, believe me, they're not overlooking us. They're not overconfident. There's none of that. They're coming in to to show that they're the best and we're the big blemish. On we kept them out of last year's Super Bowl, and we're the big blemish on their resume right now. So that is something that concerns me because this is, like I said, this is a well-coached team and this is a talented team. So make no mistakes. You know, this is if we win, this is going to be a hard-fought victory. Both games last year were very different lead-ups. The game in uh, early January, basically December, it was like January second, I think it was right after New Year's. Um, th that game last year was like. Chiefs are the best, Bengals trying to win the division, but we don't expect them to win the division this week. They're going to win, beat Cleveland the next week, and then they'll win the division. And here the Bengals come, they beat them, they come back from 21 points down, they beat them at home, here, the, here they are. And they go on the playoff run. And then in the matchup three or four weeks later for the AFC Championship game, then the revenge factor came in. KC was still the top dog. They had won the AFC the previous two years, but they had revenge on their minds in that game because they wanted to beat Cincinnati again. 
This time it was on their own home turf, so they had that yeah. going for them. But they got blown out in the Super Bowl 11 months before that game. So they were they had the revenge factor. Now this year, I think it's a lot it's a lot more similar to the AFC championship to the AFC championship game where there is a revenge factor. You did you poke the bear, Mahomes is upset. You piss him off, but I I I love the vibe with the 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 team right now. They're releasing these hype videos like you got to play us. I mean, there this is a team that there was a vision 3 years ago. There was all these building blocks that they built towards and now it's it's come it's it's come true. Like this is what we're seeing the last 4 or 5 weeks they lose their best player, no one cares. They go 3 and 0 without him. Look completely dominant, go on the road and win and a multitude of different ways. And the Bengals are coming into this game with more momentum than anyone. Chiefs are on a five-game winning streak, something else to give. I think it's going to be a complete shootout. But I, I would, I'm not so nervous about the revenge factor because there was a lot of revenge, a lot of emotion in the game last year. And, you know, they shut, they shut Mahomes down for an entire half, which is really, really hard to do. They, they did it twice last year. So right. hoping to not have to do that. In round three, maybe the offense picks it up a little bit, scores for all four quarters instead of, you know, going dormant for, for an entire half. It's what they did twice last year. So I, I think that we're going to see a different game between these two than what we saw last year. Right. Well, I'd love to have a similar game to Tennessee where we get into this ugly kind of keep it close. But I don't know that that's what we're going to have. This is the highest over under uh, of the games this week. It's 53. You have a of couple, course it is, yeah. Yeah, you have a couple 50 and a halfs. The Detroit game, I think, is up there. But this is the the highest over-under of the week. So, And 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 it's we've got two good defenses. Um, one of the other things is I, I Mixon's supposed to be back. Um, he's listed on the injury report. He's still in concussion protocol. But the expectation is he's going to return. Whether he does or he doesn't, this is what I don't expect him to have a huge game. If he does, it'll be receiving passes out of the backfield because this is a very good run defense that Kansas City has. So, yeah, uh, the Bengals and the Chiefs are, I think they're 11th and 13th in rushing, uh, rushing yards allowed per carry. So they're, so they're above league average. Nothing ridiculous. The Bengals run defense was amazing last week. Uh, and some of those totals are very skewed because they did gave up a lot to Cleveland uh, when DJ Reader was out. There was another game, too, that I forget where they gave up a, a good a good bit of rushing. I think the Baltimore game, they didn't have, didn't have a great game. But, yeah, they, pretty much all year the Bengals run defense has came to play when they needed to. They're, this this That's not Casey's DNA. They're going to sling it around the field. They're yeah. going to put pressure on um, the Bengals not having a number one corner. Bengals have kind of shifted to scheming around the, the, their back end instead of just playing man across the board. When you can do that, when you have Cheeto on the field, they did it multiple times last year. They went into their super dime package for the second half in the AFC title game. Probably not going to be able to do that this time around. There's just not that good of personnel on the field. Uh, I think Eli Apple's having a worse year. Uh, and Trey Flowers was playing really well at this time last year, not so much this year. Uh, they, they're not crazy deep in the secondary, but they are deep on the defense, and they can get pressure, and they showed that the last couple of weeks. They have shown a lot of different looks. So I think the Bengals' defense is coming into this spot in the right direction, but they were both times last year, and they looked like surprised. Like they were seeing ghosts when Mahomes was on the other sideline, and it took a, a little bit for them to adjust. So we'll see. I, I 
keep trying to convince myself that it's not going to be as high scoring as I think it is because I think when every time we do this in, in any game, not just Bengals games, but any game, oh, it's just, it, both offenses are amazing. It's going to be 35-34, and then it never really is. But I, I just – both these teams are so good on third down. They're so good in the red zone. I don't think there's going to be many field goals being, um, being kicked. I, I think that both offenses – are clicking, have their identity. I, I just don't see how these teams are going to get stops. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, but like I said, it's going to be through the air because the Chiefs are averaging 92 yards, giving up 92 yards running. So I don't see, you know, they haven't gotten gashed. So I, I, and, I also and the Bengal don't... defense obviously is coming off their best. The last week's game was the best game of the year in terms of the way they approached it. I mean, they basically went into Tennessee and matched them punch for punch and beat them at their own game because they were more physical. So, And my my one thing with Zach Taylor, this is what I really like about him, is he knows he he knows who's on the other sideline, whether it's the head coach, the other quarterback, and he, tell, he screens that to his guys very clearly so they all get the message. They all know, yeah, Ryan Tannehill's on the other sideline. He, we're going to force him to beat us, and he didn't. Right. And, you know, they shut down Derrick Henry again. We, we all knew that was what they were going to try to do. Thank goodness DJ Reader was there. Um, there there's been, there was a couple um, articles and videos that some very talented people over the last couple of days have put out highlighting DJ Reader and really what he does to that defense. And, yeah, he's probably the third best player on the team. Uh, he's just sensational. I mean, since the – I think I said this last week two weeks ago on the show, since the moment he signed pen to paper um, in in spring of 2020, the, the team got so much better. Oh, and it's, he, it's makes it so it's he's he's ridiculous. And just he's just a force in the middle, whether or not the opposing team is a good rushing attack. It's just his presence in there. just really helps. Right. Well, we had talked two weeks ago and when we did the recap, we, you know, Reader wasn't 100 percent on his first game back against Pittsburgh. Against Pittsburgh, he very was, clear. He, he was, was back last week. There was no question that yeah. was DJ Reader. And so he's back. So, I, and, you know, so in in the preview for the Titans game, I, I, I remember saying that they were going to rely on him a lot, that if, if he's healthy, he's going to play a lot of snaps. And I think he was like. He played the most snaps he's played in a Bengals uniform, some, something like that. Maybe, maybe not that much, but he played a lot of snaps. Hubbard played a lot of snaps. I, I don't think they're going to ask him to do that against KC. They're probably not going to need to because there's not a true run threat on all three downs with KC. They're more of a pass first team, obviously, right. with Mahomes and Kelsey and all these dudes. Um, but when his number was called on Sunday, when Mike Hilton was number number was called, you know, coming down in the box and, and, and yes. making tackles behind the line of scrimmage, uh, they all stepped up, and I know I wasn't here on the post game, but I'll just say that right now. They, they're again Zach Taylor. Really vision to his guys who is on the other sideline, and they all took that message to heart and understood it. They knew that Henry was there. They knew that Tannehill was there. They were going to have to win a close game, and that's kind of why a lot of Bengals games seem to be close is because they don't play down to their competition, but they understand who their competition right. is and they do whatever it takes to game plan exactly enough for who it is, for, for, for who they're playing. Yeah. So, well, um, th with the injury report, that's one of the things I like is that we're definitely healthier. I mean, we were saying before we started recording how if McKinnon isn't available and he didn't practice this uh, today, he didn't practice, Tony didn't practice, Juju Smith-Schuster didn't practice, 
Juju's due to an illness, but if McKinnon's not available because of the hamstring, I mean, they basically have two running backs, but. You yeah, know. They, they haven't gotten a lot of receiving production out of McKinnon. He's not really graded that highly. He only has 200 receiving yards. Um, he has 29 catches. Only one touchdown. Like their their, their passing game ro- goes through Travis Kelsey. Um, so like the injury report is kind of a wash. Juju is back. He's gonna play. He had an illness, but he he's yeah. he practiced full today. Um, Juju's actually leading the team in yards per catch with uh, just over thirteen. That's more than Kelsey actually, which is actually pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, so he's done exactly what's needed of him. But Kelsey's a guy who scares me. I mean, no. he. he He's Travis Kelsey. There's not much to really say about him. Like Jesse Bates and Logan Wilson are going to have a, a very tough task on Sunday. And they know yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we've held Kelsey in check in the last two games, but but with with Tyreek Hill gone, Mahomes goes to Kelsey more than anything. And when he gets ahead of steam going, I mean, he's a freight train. That guy's, uh, you know, like I said, he's a problem. Just watch any game. He's a problem for any team. Um, yeah, and what makes Travis Kelsey so good is just the relationship that he has with Mahomes. I mean, if you look at the game logs and the difference between the amount of targets versus the amount of catches, when he's targeting Patrick Mahomes, when Mahomes targets Kelsey, the ball is rarely ever the ball rarely, rarely ever hits the ground. That just says a lot about Mahomes and Kelsey. But in the game in the regular season last year, seven targets, five catches, only twenty five yards. Yes, he scored, but he only had twenty five yards. Uh, I think the score was, a, yeah, the score was like a three-yard touchdown. But then in the conference championship game, 11 targets, 10 catches. He did go less than 10 yards a catch. Also had that touchdown in the first quarter. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the ball rarely ever hits the ground when Travis Car- Kelsey's being targeted. It just says a lot about the partnership and the, and the, the duo that is them. No. So, well, good things also we have. We're coming off, like I said, our our best performance of the year. So this team's coming in with a ton of confidence, a ton of momentum. Um, the game is in Cincinnati. That's a plus, not having to go to Arrowhead. Um, and we will have Mixon and Chase back. Although, like I said, I don't expect the big game out of Mixon running-wise. Chase, I don't know what we're going to see. Um, you know, he brings just his presence in the game because Boyd's been pretty quiet the last couple of weeks. Just his presence in the game will open things up for Tyler Boyd. So there's other options. He has an immediate impact, even if he doesn't have a lot of targets and he doesn't have a huge game. Just being out there, he's going to make it easier on Higgins and Boyd. You know what I like is that I remember last year this time, Elizabeth Blackburn sent out a message to all the season ticket holders. And I know this because the Bengals captain and Bengals gym, they posted it on Twitter. Uh, and she was like super excited that, you know, there was a playoff push. They, they're the first Bengals playoff push since 2015 when they went 12 and four on the division. And she said something about like the games coming after the bye were it went through Cincinnati, Steelers, Chargers, Niners, Ravens, Chiefs, all at home. Five of their last eight games were at home. Or five of the last seven games were at home this right. year. Four of our last six games after the Titans game, our next we have six games left. Four right. of them are in the jungle. Yes. This push goes through the jungle. The Bengals are still the, the reigning champs of this conference, and they have a lot of home games against some really good teams. Uh, one of them's on prime time. Another one might be on prime time. The Ravens game, and they're home for both those, and they're home for this game. And the Bengals have proved to be one of the better home performing teams in football. Since they got Joe Burrow, the jungle is always amped up. And when they got Jamar Chase, it was even 
it was even more. So I love that part of it that in back-to-back years, this Bengals end-of-year playoff push, we see teams like Philly and Buffalo really struggle this part of the year for whatever reason. And this is where the Bengals are seemingly playing their best football. They did last year. Right. So far off the bye, two really hard road wins. Now they go back home for two more against KC and Cleveland, two big games that they need to win, and they're at home. Yeah. No, I, I – like I said, we said um, in our bye week episode that we needed to go five and three in our last eight or better. And we've already won for the first two on the road. So, you know, like I said, now I'm eyeballing an 11, 12, one season. I'm not happy with five and three now that we've already got two in the bank. Um, and when you look at Tampa Bay and you look at some of the teams we still have on the schedule, um, you know, you win the Tampa Bay, you win the Cleveland, you win the Baltimore. Um, you know, we're going to be in the driver's seat. So thanks to that, uh, you know, Baltimore meltdown, I don't think they'll lose this week, but, uh, you know, that was a, that was a pure gift in Jacksonville. There's no way. That's why I hate strength, the schedule, everybody talks strength, the schedule, strength, the schedule, how easy the, the, the Ravens have it. They go down to Jacksonville and lose, you know, on any given Sunday. So, so uh, Baltimore, uh, Baltimore's played 12, 12 offensive quarters since the Saints game. They've scored three touchdowns in 12 quarters since then. And I know a lot of, because Mark Andrews is still hurt, and J.K. Dobbins has been out, and Rashad Bateman, their offense is pretty much nothing without Bateman on the field. Baltimore is not at all a lock to win this division. No. And even if they had beaten Jacksonville, they still have to play three division games before going on the road and going to Cincinnati in Week 18. Like They still have to face Cleveland twice. They still have to... Sorry, Pittsburgh twice. Yeah, and they still have to face Cleveland again. Who now is Deshaun Watson? Who they're going to be better when Deshaun Watson is playing for right. them. I know, like we, like he's a shitty, I guess a shitty person. I'm not the. I'm not going to talk about. Staying that, aside of the not, yeah, hold Deshaun you know, Watson. Thing, but they are a better team with him. Of course, they're going to be better yeah. with Deshaun Watson, and they had severe limitations with Brissett, and they still kicked our ass. And that's going to be really scary this time next week when we're talking about the Cleveland game because yeah. I know it's at home, but they. Kick the, the lights off our tails uh, at home last year. That was when we were like, oh, the Bengals really good because we had just lost to the Jets and then got blown out by Cleveland. Yeah. Back yeah. to back weeks. So, like, we're, are, are the Bengals really that good this time or not around this time last year? And then they went on a huge run. Like, oh, yeah. No. Do this year. They answered it and it all started in Vegas. So, uh, but um, yeah, no. But one thing we're not, you know, so I had thought that we were really playing for the wild card because. I didn't see us having the tiebreaker against Baltimore because of division record. And I expected them to win last week. So I thought we'd still be chasing a game. So a tie wouldn't help us. Now we're already tied with them. Hey, if we can just match them punch for punch down the stretch, get to week 18, you know, we can win the division that week. So now I'm saying the divisions and, and the odds said it, we were three to one to win the AFC North prior to last week. Now we're one plus one seventy. So the the, yeah. the odds literally got cut in half with that Baltimore loss because the odds makers see the same thing. They say, well, now there's a good there's a possibility the Bengals win. So I will also say this. Um I've been looking I like this time of year looking into the future, uh, some future bets to see which numbers are wrong. Um Bengals have a good chance this week. Joe Burrow's MVP odds right now are 18 to 1. Um if they win this game, his stats with Mahomes are pretty similar. They both have the same amount of t- touchdowns to interception ratio. It's pretty similar. But if they win this game, those those are going to maybe cut in half just if right. they were based off them winning this game. There are six games left 
that's a that's a third of the season. You don't think Joe Burrow can close that gap? Oh, to a, a, at least get down to maybe like five or four to one. I I already took it at eighteen to one because I, I I do think they're going to win the game. So the implied value is certainly there for me because I think they're going to win the game. So I'm just like the odds next week are going to be worse if I my prediction comes true and they do lose and, and they do win. So just just a, a quick look, oh. but I did see that they were three to one to win the division. I, I think I, I thought they were going to beat Tennessee. I thought Jacksonville was going to beat Baltimore, so I should have pounced on that. And now, yeah, it's, I, I'm in the same gone. boat. I do the but same yeah. thing you do because that's why I looked at that. I always look. Also, I bet some of the stuff before the season, and I'm telling you right now, Joe Burrow was 14 to one before the season, and I bet it. So I love your 18 to one because I'm already sitting at 14 to one. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to see how things play out. But now the division's there, and I thought the same thing. I looked at it, and I said, well, let me see how they do. But I expected it to be the same because Baltimore would win, and it would still be 3-1 to one this week. And then I looked, and I saw it at plus 170. So, uh, If the season ended today, Mahomes would certainly win. But you know how the national media works. It's, it's going to be annoying. But if the Bengals do win this game, there, there's going to be a lot of chatter about Burrow being Mahomes' daddy. Uh, which is going to be funny. And then automatically, based on the transitive property of math, uh, Joe Burrow is going to find himself pretty heavily in the MVP conversation with the likes of Hertz and Tua and Mahomes. Right. Uh, and there's still six six games left after, or five games left after the Chiefs game against some really good teams that if he, be, if he wins against and plays very good, Joe Burrow can win the MVP. Yeah. The only problem is that I thought Zach deserved coach of the year last year. And... And I thought giving it to Vrabel, who basically took a playoff team and just, you know, got him to the one seed. Zach turned a, a, a losing team into a Super Bowl team. Uh, just getting him to the playoffs, I thought Zach deserved it. We don't get the benefit of the doubt. So if all things are even, we're not going to get it. But maybe I think Burrow's changing that narrative. I know a lot of people really like Joe Burrow. I mean, he's changed the whole narrative of this team, the whole perspective and how we're viewed. So, um, yeah, people, you know, I'm all on. I'm, I would love to see Joe Burrow win, obviously, with money down on it. I would love to see him win. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, people MVP. people talk about us now. like for even when the Bengals were good at the beginning of the decade. No one never talked about the Bengals. Yeah. They, they had Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton. Those were the two of the most boring guys in the league. Yeah. So no, and like, like now they have T Higgins making fun of Jamar Chase for eating a hot dog on the sideline. I mean, that's right. just it's yeah. like, come on. So, all right. Well, with all that said, let's jump into our predictions because that'll say a lot. I think I think we know this is going to be a close game. Uh, this is even though the Bengals are are an underdog at home this week. I mean, they're a two point dog, which means they would be a five or six point dog if it was in Kansas City. Um, they could put that chip on their shoulder as well and say, "Hey, wait a second. You know, we're at home and we're the dog." Um, but this is going to be. This is still to me. This is a coin flip game. It really is. It's going to a penalty, a turnover, any it's going to that that could swing the game. Um, so uh, you want to go first? What do you got as your prediction? Yeah, I, I think this could be the last time the Bengals are underdogs all year. I, I, I agree. Up until the playoffs, like looking at it, like maybe like I would say that they have a better chance of being a dog in Tampa than they do being a dog at home against Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Especially the way the Buffalo's playing and you don't know what Josh Allen's health is going to be. Think about the beginning of the season. Josh Allen was like the shoe in for the MVP. And now he's just been passed. I mean, Mahomes is passing. Yeah, I mean, there's never a shoe in for MVP at the beginning of the year. People right. like to make their narratives. And then within five weeks, it's just all wrong because 
you can't predict what happens in this league, especially with with 17 games. Like Josh Allen being the preseason favorite for the MVP was just based off of what happened in a span of 20 minutes in the divisional round last year. Like, right. That's it. Like, that's why Josh Allen was a favorite because people were that, like, "That, yeah, he's, that he's gonna, and his he, performance gonna, against the Rams." You know, he, he's gonna avenge what happened. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, we 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 know who Josh Allen is. Right. So like, he'll right. win an MVP eventually, but Josh Allen being a favorite, this that was just based off of what happened in the right. divisional game in the span of so. 20 minutes. Yeah. All right, my prediction. I, I I'm the homer. I think the Bengals are gonna win, but I, I I really do. I love the vibe with the team right now. Um, they they're not scared. Man. Like this team, like the Chiefs have succeeded in the years past just because we have Mahomes. We're going to, you know, show you what we got. And the Bengals, they answer that. They do the same thing. Like they, they, they love flexing on teams. They love throwing jump balls and just you have no chance to defend them. You know, people were like um, saying the Bengals were going to regress this year because of their success with jump balls last 50-50 balls last year. Here's the thing, though. It's like they're not 50-50 balls with this with this team. Not with Higgins. They're, they're, not, they're more like 70-30 balls. Yeah. With, with the Wickers, you have the best jump ball, uh, the jump best jump ball thrower of the football in the league, and then you have the best jump ball receiver in the league, and then you have the other best jump ball receiver in the league, and it's just like death by a million cuts. It's just it's just like who are you going to pick your poison? Like who are you going to guard? Right. Um. They're going to get Stagnola in cover three looks. They're, they're going to take their shots. They have to. Uh, it's. I, I think it's going to be more of a chess match than people think, but there's going to be points scored. I have Bengals 31-30 in a really close one. Okay. Well, we're close. I'm also going the homer, although part of me, it's like, I would rather if we if we face the Chiefs again in the postseason, I'd rather have lost this game and won the one. Yeah, in the I'll postseason. tell you. I'll tell you what, though. So people don't think I'm a complete homer. When the Bengals win this game, I am forcing myself to not pick them next week. Okay. So the, I, I hope I really hope they win because I don't think they're going to beat Cleveland next week. I, th- I think that's a letdown. And they're going to lose. You can go back to the playoff preview that I recorded last year, and I picked the the bank the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. I said, I don't see us beating Andy Reid twice. This one's in Kansas City. I think the train, I think the this has been an amazing season, but I literally picked based on that. So like part of me with that brain says, I'd rather lose this one and win the one in the postseason, but you take the games as they come. Um, and I'm going to be a homer this week because this team, like I said, is coming off their best performance. I think Anna Rumo has the answer. I think this team's ready. And I was 30, 30 to 28 is what I was on my score. So I was right there with you. Um, and like I said, it could just very well easily be 31-30 Kansas City. This is a game, a key penalty, a key turnover. That's what's going to decide this game late. Because um, both yep. these, this is, as far as I'm concerned, these are the two best teams in the AFC. I, I I would completely agree. I I, I think that's the smoke has cleared with Buffalo. They're really they're they're banged up. Allen's playing hero ball. He's like a roller coaster. Joe Burrow's not a roller coaster. He's a no. elite quarterback. Yeah. So, no. And and, I, and I would Baltimore Baltimore fans may take exception to this, but look at your team the last week. Look how they lose. The fundamentals they're not doing. They're not putting up enough points. Lamar yeah. is. You know, up like I said, there, there's 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 no there's no reason to say the Ravens are better than us. Right. Um, we had a lead against them with a minute left. That that, that game in Baltimore on in prime time, Bengals played their worst football. 
their worst brand of football, I I should say. Uh, and they almost went out and won the game. Yeah, and well, and we kicked a field goal, and I think we win that game. I know you you talk about the sequence of plays and all that, and but I still think we kicked that field goal, we win that game. So that was it. That was a very winnable game for us. So, but so like, uh, I expect both teams score thirty. I think both teams have to have to score thirty, so they will. I think the Bengals get it get it on a another Evan McPherson field goal. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, it's funny that you talk about because I was looking at my fantasy sheets and and all of them have McPherson down this week. They're expecting a lot of PATs and not a lot of field goals. So when teams get in there, these two teams, when they get in the red zone, they're very successful in punching it in. So first and, they're first and fourth in the league. Chiefs are number one. Bengals are number four in red zone success. Yeah. So, all right. Well, as I said, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. Um, it's all we ask. Check out Jake's podcast. He does some great work. So definitely check out Jake's podcast. And um, the uh, and, and please put your comments, you know, put your score predictions down there. Love to see what you have to say. We'll be back with the recap. Well, I don't know if Jake's going to be available or not. Heath will probably be here with me. Hopefully we'll get the three of us on again. And hopefully we're celebrating a a win in the jungle and it's three in a row after the bye. So with that, I'm going to say, who dare, buddy? Take care.